Sky Road Garden Show, the best dead gum garden show on the radio and the internet as well. Glad to have you this evening. We got an important show. I said important show because we're going to talk about what you need to be doing now for your garden. How about that? Got Miss Hoss in the house. You need to be doing. What you need to be doing. Hey, Miss Hoss. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. What has been going on around here? Warm weather. We have 80-something degrees. The next day, I come out of the house next morning like to froze to death. Had to turn around and put some clothes on. Yeah. I had to dig my shorts out this weekend. Yep. Somebody had to turn the air on. Yep. And they didn't have their glasses on. They turned the heat on. I'm hot. I'm hot. I'm hot. Yeah, it made for a tough night there. It did make for a very tough night. Yeah. Um, I thought I was coming down with something. <laughs> Burn up. Yep. I don't know. Usually, I'm the hot one. Yep. But it's been crazy. It's been crazy. You know what they say, if you don't like South Georgia weather, just wait 12 hours because it's going to flip. Yeah. And that's what it's done on us. It's cold right now. Mm -hmm. And we got a pretty cool, cold weekend coming in front of we us. We do. We're going camping. Going camping. Man, we had 80-something degrees. It was 80-something degrees. Hot, humid. Mm -hmm. And uh, a few days ago, and you know what happened? I walked out there to the onion patch. I looked out there. I was where chops and bits of that, and I looked out and I knew there was a problem, just like that. Um, Boom. I walked out there, and onion blight had jumped on the onions. I, th I thought I had knew something was wrong, but then if I told you, you would know that I've been stealing the onions, and you get on to me about that. Yeah, because I don't like nobody in my onion patch. She will skip out every now and then, kind of slide around and get her one or two, but I don't like that, so she tries to do it in stealth mode. Yeah. But I found onion blighter, and I'm talking about it jumping on us pretty hard. So we sent out a bulletin, an email. If you're not signed up for our emails, this kind of stuff is exactly why you need to be signed up. We sent out a email telling you to check your onions. A lot of people's having the same problem we did. So we had to get some chlorothionyl, some uh, ornamental vegetable control on them immediately. And it just happened overnight. Overnight. Now, last year I had some blight, but I didn't have it till February. So it really kind of snuck up on me. I didn't expect it. I think it was the heat? It was the heat. Humidity is what it was, yeah. Foggy mornings? No, yeah. it was the humidity. The foggy maybe, but it was the humidity and the heat. It just, just, I mean, it decimated them. I thought we were going to be all right. We're going to savage crop, but they do look a little rough. They Gotta, still taste really well. They taste good. <laughs> we got a fungicide treatment on them. We're going to treat them again in a few days to, to stay up on everything. Should have done that beforehand, but... Kind of slip by. Garden peas are in. Garden peas are in. Uh, yeah. Broccoli. I've got broccoli. Yep. Yep. Still plenty of Eat. turnips, mustard. Yeah, eating out of the garden. We have been on a cauliflower diet this week. Mm -hmm. Every way you can imagine. Yep. We have yep. cooked cauliflower. It's good. Mm -hmm. You know, it was the year of the cauliflower. <laughs> Thinking back about it, we planted a lot of cauliflower back on the show for our garden mm -hmm. back in the fall. And I think everybody else did. Also, because the row by row ship has been show has been excuse me the row by row group has been inundated with people with cauliflower, so and we I, love that we did we have we may have overdone it just a little bit on cauliflower we're not gonna plant as much come springtime but we enjoyed it mm -hmm. yeah let's talk about you know we'd had a cancer drive here back uh, back during the springtime we yeah. shared with y'all a couple of our employees had some cancer issues and it was just unusual that we had two at one time. Both of the ladies are doing fine, and we have ended that campaign, and we just want to give you an update of what happened. We put together this little flower seed packet. We called it the Francis, Francis. Fundraiser. Although there were two ladies, yep. we just named it after one. And we donated 100% of the proceeds to them to help with their medical bills. And 
the number at the end of the year was $4,148.85. Wow. That you helped us raise for that. And we, we give that to the ladies to help with their medical bills. They was very appreciative of it. And we were so proud that you were able to help us help them. So Thank congratulations. You. Yep. Heck yeah. It's a worthwhile endeavor. How about that? Very. Yep. Very successful. Yep. One more thing. Uh, on the Robo Road Group this last week, you know, sometimes I uh, I think I may know more than what I really do. You know, that's, that's hard to believe. <laughs> really? But uh, something was shared on there this last week that either I forgot or I didn't know. Because mm -hmm. a lot has been forgotten up here over the years. But, you know, hen bit, we have hen bit in our garden. It's winter weed. And this was the weeds you showed along with the... It was the stinging nettle. It looks similar to stinging nettle. If you don't know what hen bit does, Google it. You can see a picture of it there. We just about all have it as a winter weed. I've never really been overly uh, worried about it. Because, mm -hmm. you know, the bees do like it when it blooms. It has this pretty purple flower. However, Donnie Glover, which is one of our great contributors on the Row by Row group, brought out the point that it is a host for soybean cyst nematodes. Wow. I did not know that or either I forgot. Let's just say I forgot it, okay? Anyway, I realized at that point I needed to tighten up a little bit out there. So I had some hemet growing in some places that uh, was laying out. So I went out there after I did just a little bit of research on that and found out that, Donna, you are correct. I went out there and cut mine in. So if you got hen bit growing, you may want to take care of that. Uh, it is a, is a severe host to that soybean cyst nematode. You definitely don't want to follow up beans, peas, clover, anytime a legume behind anywhere where a spot was eat up with hen bit. Now, eat up is a southern term for means inundated with. So if you got that, either get rid of it or make sure that you're going to plant something else out of, out of that family, out of the legume family. Beyond that, it's a little public service announcement there about henbit. You were schooled. I was schooled. Yep. Anyway, I, you know, henbit's got that pretty little flower on there, and it, it does seed out, and it'll, it'll cover pretty good. But, you know, the bees like it. I just thought it was okay until I realized it was going to cause So is it okay out in the grass other than your garden? Yeah, you, you, talking get... your, you talking in your lawn? Yeah, right. I mean, it's around a, the bees. Yeah, it'll be fine there. If it's somewhere you're not going to plant a garden yet, now it will. You kind of keep it in check because it does reseed a lot. So it's it will aggressive. spread very aggressive. So keep it on. I personally don't, a lot of times I won't let weeds that are just growing in an area that I'm not gardening. I don't let that worry me a lot. Mm -hmm. But you do have to keep things in check a little bit. So, mm -hmm. all right. So uh, the next thing we got going on, if you remember, we did some sauerkraut last week. Mm -hmm. You remember that? I remember. So I'm going to show y'all what it looks like. It actually turned out pretty good. Now, we took the weights off of it, drained off some of the... Uh... I didn't drain it off. It's kind of... Oh, it's just... Okay. Absorbed, yeah. Yep. So what I have here is some that we took out of the jar, and, and we have taste tested it ahead of time because Miss Hoss did not want to be <laughs> caught off guard with me not liking it. Yeah. So we did test it, pass it around the office a little bit, Make sure it met approval, and it turned out pretty damn yeah. good. You're bad for making faces and. Well, if I don't comments. like something, you know, I don't pull any punches. I just say I don't like it. So this turned out pretty doggone good. And I'm not well. I can say I'm not a fan of sauerkraut. I'm just not something that I've typically eat. 
Well, I, on the other hand, love it. I always thought of it as rotten cabbage. Uh, pro, uh, this got the uh, pro probiotics. Probiotics, which is good for your energy. Very good for you. Yeah. For your energy. I've actually tasted this. I like it. Yep. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show y'all the way I eat it. And I got some deer sausage here. No, that's from our um, wild hog. Oh, it is from our wild hog, right. So we, uh, a friend of ours brought us a wild hog one Sunday and I skinned it out and we made some sausage and things out of it. This is the cheddar, isn't it? Yeah, the cheddar. Yep. So there it is. Look at there. And she Ooh, got me stinks, this. Sir. She got it smells good. She got me this right here that I don't know how. Well, just it, rake it on there. I'm gonna rake it on there. Now I normally don't put much on my sausage dog, but I'm gonna put just a tad bit. I guess you're not gonna manicure. fix me one. No, <laughs> I'm not. Because you said you weren't a big fan of it. Well, That's not until now, but it. All right. Okay, well, while you partake of that, yeah. I'm going to talk about something. Okay. All right. So I was watching Becky at uh, Acre Homestead, and she was talking about a 2022 pantry challenge. And the more I watched, the more I was intrigued, and it just got me really excited. So this pantry challenge is actually was started by Jessica at Three Rivers Homestead about four years ago, I think in 2018. Um, and what it is, is a challenge for you to eat from your pantry and limit going to the grocery store or not going to the grocery store at all. Now, I know for some people that's probably impossible. There's things that I have to go to the grocery store for. But I'm going to try this. Now, she does it for January and February. I'm going to start off small. I'm just going to try it for two weeks, and if it works out, I can extend it. If it doesn't work out. And the neat thing about this is the rules are, they are no rules. You kind of set the rules for your own family. Because you may have picky kids that are picky eaters or have allergies are like us, we have your parents that I have to cook for, and there's a lot of things they can't eat or things that we eat that they don't eat. So that's my exemption. I'm still gonna buy groceries for them. Um, so what you do is set a time frame, and you try to cook all your meals from your pantry, your freezer, and your garden. Now I have a lot of stuff that I preserved a lot of stuff that I've frozen. We have the pig and the cow and the deer in mm -hmm. the freezer, so we're good on meat except for chicken. Um, but you can still do this even if you don't preserve food. Everybody's got stuff in their pantry. Mm -hmm. So if you don't preserve food, just try to go in your pantry and use those things that you have an abundance of. Try to cook and use up that stuff that's been sitting there a while. What about rotating what you can do? Yeah, this, and this is a good time. And my goals for doing this is to clean out my pantry, rotate my stock. If I've got items in there that I haven't used in six months that I know I'm never gonna use because I tend to see a recipe and think, ooh, I wanna make that. And I go buy the stuff and then I don't do it. Or you may have been guilty of hoarding a little bit during the pandemic. I'm 
say hoarding. We're overbuying. I, yeah, I, I'm an impulse buyer. If I, if I don't have a list and a mission, I can end up going in the store for two things and I've spent $400. I'm, I'm better with a list and a purpose. Yep. So anyway, you don't have to preserve to do this. My goal is to clean up my pantry, clean up my freezer. It needs to defrosting. I really need to know what's in there because we've got chopping bits going to freezer camp in, in a, a couple of weeks. Yeah. A couple days. A few days. And then we've got plenty of stuff in the garden. So I'm going to try to get everything organized, assess what I've got, take inventory, and so forth. So the stuff you know you're not going to use, what you going to do with that? If it's still in date, I'm going to donate it to the food pantry. If it's something, an item that they'll take. Um, and then there's certain things that we don't have on our homestead that I will have to buy. Butter, cheese, dairy, coffee. bread, coffee. Can't do it with the coffee. I have plenty of wine. Mm -hmm. um, so we're good on that. Uh, so if you want to know more about this uh, 2022 pantry challenge, if you'll just search on Three Rivers Challenge, and that's three spelled out, and you will get a plethora of information from these YouTubers, um, Instagram, and it's just really fun to see how everybody's doing it differently. But the challenge is just do it, even if you only do it for a week, and try to use what you already have and limit your grocery shopping. Yep. Speaking of Becky's homestead, Becky is one of our newest uh, affiliates, and she has got a huge channel. She's from in Washington. Acre Homestead. Yeah, Acre Homestead, and she's uh, she's up in Washington. So we're excited to have her on board. She does something a little bit different. She does some, um, she does a lot of cooking, but she does a lot of grocery shopping and showing you how to how to prepare and how to be more organized in yeah. the kitchen. Yeah. Which she was cleaning out her pantry this week. Now, one thing that she's really focusing on this spring, I might be giving a little bit too much away. Is she's going to focus on container gardening, and we're working with her on some projects there. So we got some. So watch out for that. Go and coming. look her up on YouTube and subscribe, and we've got some exciting things coming yep. with Becky. So one of our New Year resolutions is to drink more water. Mm -hmm. So we both got our water bottles mm -hmm. here. So we're making a conscious effort to drink more water. And what else are you doing? If you notice, he has mm -hmm. his Christmas present. Yep, I got me a Google Watch, which I didn't Apple really think. Watch. It's an Apple, excuse me. <laughs> I really didn't think I was going to like it, but I do, and I'll tell you the reason why. I don't tote a telephone. And uh, if I'm working or if I'm back in the warehouse and I get a text or a phone call, well, my, my parents are in their 80s, so when they call, I answered the phone call. I dropped one into an answer because you never know. But uh, being able to have this on me where I can answer it wherever I'm at and not have to lug a telephone around, I like it. I got the fitness app on there. It keeps up with my steps. That's kind of neat. The main thing I like about it is being able to get my text messages and my phone calls wherever I'm at, working or whatever. Yeah, so. and you weren't aware of how many steps you did or didn't you know take. What? I wouldn't, but I moved pretty good, don't I? Some days. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of moving, uh, you know with this cold weather coming in, I've noticed this right here, and I talked to a guy yesterday on the phone, and he brought something to my attention that I wasn't really aware of. But you know, I like to wear my overalls when it's cold. And I've got two different kind of overalls. These come, all, these are full overalls that come all the way up to the back, and then i got some half backs I wear in some Low backs. Low backs. 
The old boy told me yesterday we was talking about overalls. He said, I like to wear my overalls in cold weather on kind of, it, it keeps that backdraft from running in there. Okay. And I realized when he said this, it was an experience for me. It does stop the backdraft. It comes up and therefore it keeps you a lot cooler because that backdraft, if you know what I mean, can get kind of... Oh, I don't know what you mean. The backdraft can hit you with a cold okay. arctic blast there and cause things... <laughs> you know, to shake up a little bit. So I, I really like these overalls. And for people that don't wear overalls, you may want to consider it simply because of cold weather backdraft. Okay. How about that? All right. You like that? Um, yeah. You ready to move on? Yeah, let's okay. move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. New seeds for the year. New seed updates. How about that? Here we go. And we're going to show you some product pictures of some of those right here. Let me get my notes out. Where are, where are we at? I got all, I got all excited talking about that backdraft situation. Okay. <laughs> Dixie Red Tomato. Well, we need to start with Dixie Red Tomato. Stay on the list here. New variety right here is Dixie Red Tomato. And this is a hybrid variety. This is the determinant with excellent disease resistance and the ability for hot set. Now, a lot of seed companies, a lot of gardening don't talk about hot set tomatoes. We like to talk about it because if you garden in the South, then you need to be aware of some of these tomatoes will not put on in hot weather as well as others. This particular variety right here is known for good heat set. So if you're planting a late spring crop or if you're down here in the hot, hot area where we're at, these tomatoes will perform for you. Dixie Red Tomato, a good heat set, large round tomatoes, average of 9 to 11 ounces. It's a good slicer, high yield and very vigorous. We're excited to have it. 87 days to uh, maturity. Okay. Next one is Purple Sun Carrot. Now this in here is a deep striking purple color as you see there. It has a, it's one of those long carrots, smooth tops. It's a pretty carrot, and of course it's loaded with those antioxidants because of that purplish color. It's great for bunching. It's a hybrid Nantes type carrot, long, sweet, crisp roots that are excellent for juicing. For you juicers out there, mm. this is a good one for you. Does it have the hairy like the other purple? Or do you know? Mm, I don't know about that. Well, we need it. We talked about cauliflower. I know. So we got another cauliflower. It's called cheddar cauliflower. And yeah, you guessed it. It's a bright orange, yellowish colored head. And it has very high levels of beta carotene, which we know is good for you, and vitamin A. Not only is cauliflower good to you, it's good for, for you. you. Yep. This I'm going to plant this one today instead of the other. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a, uh, it's, high, it's a hybrid, excuse me. Produces those big old 11 to 15 ounce plants, those heads. Very smooth with medium weight and firmness in the curds. The curds, okay. Fava bean. Now I am, uh, I'm hopping up about this I've one. I've never now. had fava beans. We're going to grow some this spring. Yeah. Fava beans are those big beans. It's kind of a Mediterranean bean. Mediterranean. Mediterranean bean. It's easy to grow. Strong, vigorous plants. Uh, tolerant to cooler conditions. So you folks up in the north. This is a good one for you. Now, what we're going to need to do is we're going to need to plant it in early, early spring or either grow it in late, late fall. It's not nothing that we're going to be able to grow, I don't think, during the, the hot and the heat. So we got to grow it early or late. Now, you people up in those cooler climates, this is a great one for you right here. And we cure this in the, what does it say? 
Uh, that's got 50 seeds in that pack. Right and there. then we carry it in the pan. Oh, we do? Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, it's dark green, shiny, produces a high ratio of three to extra beans per pot. A lot of people just rave and rave about the fava bean. Next one there is a new lettuce called Jericho. Now this Jericho romaine lettuce is an open pollinated romaine lettuce. And it's very attractive, fast growing, and it has bright green leaves. Now this particular variety is great for you all out there that want to grow those baby leaf or those baby romaines. Or you want to grow a full-size head of romaine. It'll go either way. But you know, kind of the rave nowadays is what some of what we call baby head romaines. Mm -hmm. This is a good one for you, and it's open pollinated. 29 to 60 days variety there, so it has a long window, a harvest window there. You can grow these babies quick in that baby stage. So we have gave you... And the, where can they find these? They can find them in the new 2022 tab for seeds. We yeah. have that up and going. So if you uh, go to our website and click on Premium Garden Seeds, there's a section new for 2022. Mm -hmm. And all our new seeds being right there. And we're adding weekly to that. Yes. Got some exciting things coming next week for new seeds also. I'm talking about some really exciting... We got a couple of exclusives coming on, but nobody else is going to have. We got mm. one coming out of California. Cool. So what's next? All right. Our main topic. Main topic. We're going to talk about what you need to be doing for your zone. We're going to lay this out. And while I'm going through this, you're going to be planting what we're going to plant for our early, early cool weather spring crop. Yeah. All right. So let's talk, start out with zone 10. Now zone 10, we didn't have a card for you. This is the deal on zone 10. You can pretty much plant anything at this point. You're down in that deep, deep south. You can plant your cool weather stuff that you probably should have already had planted, but you can go ahead and get your peppers and tomatoes started as well. Where's my cauliflower? You can't garden during the summertime when it's hot, 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 but you can really show yourself right now when it's cool weather. So it's your time to shine there in zone 10. Zone nine. A lot of you guys in Zone 9, we have a lot of customers in Zone 9. What are you planting over there? You going to tell us when you get through? Well, yeah. You had laid out the white cauliflower. Yeah, but you changed your mind. Well, I'm going to plant this cherry. Okay, cool. So I need to change my label. All right, well, you do that while I talk about Zone 9. Zone 9, now you guys need to be emptoring your seeds and your supplies to start your warm season crops because you're going to need to start them by the end of January. I'm talking about peppers and tomatoes and things like that. So you need to be getting everything lined up. Have your plan. What you can plant now is going to be your English peas, your beets, your radishes, your turnips, your mustard. You can start your cool season crops. Now you could have already started them, but you're not too late to start them. You can start your cool season crops, such as your kale, your cabbage, your broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. Even if you want to grow maybe something like collards, you can plant those in the greenhouse now and transplant them out. Now is the time to uh, get those going. Potatoes, be getting your potato spot ready and you want to plant your potatoes by the end of January. And uh, at the end of the show here, I'm going to give you all an update of where we had on potatoes. Start planting out your garden. If you haven't got it done, remember good rotation is the key there. Zone eight, this is where we at. So you plant red, red Russian kale first. Red Russian kale. Whoops! Uh oh, we done had a boogie. <laughs> red Dynasty cabbage. Red Dynasty cabbage. You're planting first. 
Uh, she's playing in 162 tray, by the way, which is pretty much what we need for just the two of us in our cool season. Uh, and our office staff. Yeah, sure. for our first go around. And we'll probably plant some more. This will be our first plant. All right, zone eight. Here we go. Inventory your seeds, where you at, your supplies, and be ready. Uh, we had a little misprint on this right here. Be ready by the February. You want to plant your warm season crops such as tomatoes and peppers in February there. So you want to make sure that you got your heat lights, I'm excuse me, your heat mats, your grow lights, or if you're going to grow in your greenhouse, that's fine too, your pot and soil. Go ahead and be making plans to get all your supplies together. You as well as zone nine, and this is what we're doing today. Go ahead and start your kale, your cabbage, your broccoli, your cauliflower, and your Brussels sprouts. Time to start them now. And you can follow up with another succession plant from them. Yep, go ahead. So my next row is Brussels sprouts. Yeah, we, we didn't plant Brussels sprouts in fall. We are growing some for spring. Get that potato spot ready for planting and may go ahead and make a decision where you're going to plant your potatoes because you're going to need to plant your potatoes next month. Uh, February, I would think about planting my English peas and carrots. I think you're a little bit early on those yet. If you hadn't, start planting out your garden. And there again, remember, good rotation. We don't want to plant tomatoes and peppers where tomatoes and plant was. We want to switch around the families so we have a good rotation strategy. Zone 7. You guys need to do the same thing. Inventory your seeds. Make sure that you got, uh, that you got access or you're going to order the seeds that you need, your supplies to have on hand, soil, heat mat, Grow lights, grow in the garden, all that. Now you start at the end of January, you're going to start your cool season crops that you're going to transplant. And those again are going to be your kale, your lettuce, your cabbage, your broccoli, your cauliflower, and your Brussels sprouts. Start in, in January. Normally speaking, you're talking about a five to six week grow out time for those. So you'll be in good shape to transplant them out. Now, don't get carried away. You could still be growing your microgreens and your lettuces indoors. Uh, another thing, you want to start your intermediate day onion seeds now. So we plant our onions in the fall. You guys in zone seven start your onion seeds now and you can transplant those out in about five weeks. Uh, plan your garden out. Remember again, good rotation. I can't stress enough how important good rotation is going to help you a lot on the disease control and those uh, those tomatoes and peppers and things. Zone 6. Getting on up very a little cooler, ain't we? Inventory where you at? All right, in February, you're going to need to start your cool season crops. And you know what? You could probably start them uh, the 1st of February. Kale, lettuce, broccoli, lettuce, all those good things. Start then. Excuse me, if you have not soil sampled, make sure you get a soil sample. It's a good time of year to go out and get that soil sample. Normally it takes two, three weeks to get it back. You still got time to make preparations if you need to apply some lime. Grow those microgreens and lettuce indoors and plant out your garden. You know, it's, it's cool. The days are short. You got a lot of night time. You're sitting in that recliner. Get you a piece of paper out, plan the garden out. And, uh, and make sure you do a good job on that. All right, zone five. <laughs> you guys just need to stay inside and stay warm. It's cold up there. 
Now you can dream about what you need to do and you can start making plans about what you need to do. But y'all unfortunately can't start anything right now. Now you can still be growing some things indoor if you want to, but don't plan on doing anything outside for a little bit later. You can uh, get on the computer, watch some videos. Uh, you can look at some seed like offerings this. that we have. Make it plan. Is it coated? Yep. What is that? Yeah, it looks like it's coated. It's a lot easier to plant. And that's the Katrina cabbage. That's the new cabbage. Zone four, same thing. Ditto. Stay inside, stay warm. Dream about what you're going to do in the garden. How about that? So, give everybody a little update on what you need to be doing. Now, I'll be honest with you. It kind of snuck up on me a little bit on when we should be starting our cabbage and everything. But our first plant needs to be now. That's what we're doing here. So, what have you got planted and what do you like? Okay, that's what I've got planted. Okay, so this year, or excuse me, this spring, we're planting this new Katrina cabbage here, which is a new variety. I like to switch up my varieties because you never know what you're going to run into. This this last fall, I grew that Caribbean Queen. And we're trying out a new red. I didn't grow any red cabbage this fall, but I'm going to grow the Red Dynasty this spring. So you mix that red cabbage in, make your slaw real pretty. And we're doing a little different kale. We're doing the red Russian kale. Still got lots of And you know, if I take care of that lots of in my garden, it's going to last for a while longer. So we're going to have plenty of kale. But I want to do something a little bit different. I've grown the red Russian before. I like it. It's a, it's a ruffle leaf variety here. It's got really good coloring to it. Now, I don't know that I've grown this Brussels sprout for Catskill Brussels sprouts. It's not too late for Brussels sprouts? No, you can grow them in the fall. A lot of people gather, you know, if you planted them in the fall, you would be gathering them now. But uh, 90 to 100 day maturity on these right here. So we'll plant them now. We're going to be sometimes in March, probably harvest them, which will be fine. Yeah. Because we normally have a little void in the garden in uh, March anyway of what we can eat. We'll have, uh, have some things coming off. But yeah. And our broccoli. Didn't plant a lot of broccoli this last fall. We planted some, but we're going to plant more broccoli. And we're growing a variety Almost. called Marathon. Yeah, I have Green Magic planted right now. Mm -hmm. And Green Magic is the one to plant in the warmer weather, but I think uh, for this time of year, Marathon is going to be a good one for us. All right, and then we're growing the Cheddar Cauliflower, which is that one she talked about earlier. I had picked out a white one, but she made it. Well, we've had plenty of white. I understand that. We won't grow That's okay. And then when you get through plants, we want to cover up a little bit. Now, we normally use perlite, but you don't have to use perlite. If you don't have perlite, so don't get carried away with it. You can use your regular potting soil. Just kind of sprinkle it on there and cover them up a little bit. We're using exact pot mix that we use. Perlite works good if you got it. If you don't, that's fine. It's kind of smooth. We'll cover them up just a little bit. Hey, that was perfect. 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 Then take your mist nozzle if you got it, or we're going to use a watering can. I'm going to switch this around. Making a lot of racket. And just kind of moisture me in. I pre wetted the soil here on these trays. Before we plant it, which I would recommend doing. And we'll just keep them wet, wet, wet for the next few days. And these things will be up in no time. Well, now, will you put this on the heat mat? No, probably not. Let's or leave it real inside? Cold. Well, if it's going to get real cold this weekend, I might. 
But I can tell you one mistake that I've made that uh, everybody needs to watch out for. If you do put them inside, and they'll germinate a little bit quicker inside, just as soon as they pop through the soil, either get them underneath the light or either get them outside. Because if they get leggy on you, which they would do in a matter of a day or two, you just about can't, uh, you can't reverse that. Okay. So, we're ready, ain't we? Just that quick. Just that quick. Just that quick. All right. Uh, New things. Yep. Potatoes pre-sales. We still got some potatoes uh, available, but they're going fast. We're expecting to get our first shipment in next week. So you guys in zone 9 and 10, we're probably going to be getting your potatoes out within the next two weeks pretty easy. Uh, the guy sent us an email. We're going to be ahead of schedule about four or five days on getting our first shipment in, which is good. And we're going to be able to get these potatoes out now. Normally, it's hard to get potatoes this early in the year. So uh, if you guys in zone nine or 10 want your potatoes, go ahead and get your order in. We'll get them out to you pretty dead gum quick. And you guys in zone eight, go ahead and pre Provide yours as well, because next thing you know, it'll be February. It'll be yep. time to plant. Do you have your potato plot ready? I've got my potato plot worked. I've not got it ready, but I've already worked it one time, so I'm getting it close. I'm getting it real close there. Hoss University. Now, this is a great subject right here. Mm -hmm. A couple of the girls here in the office have been working their honey off. Mandy and Carrie. Yeah, they've been working very hard to get the Hoss University. A.K.A. Grinch. Yeah, for uh, the last few weeks here. It's a project that we took on probably about a couple of months ago. We've talked about it. And what we wanted to do is give you information, detailed information, how you can be some more successful growing your own food. And what we're doing is we're putting these different growing guides up there. So far, we've got the onion growing guide up. We've got the strawberry growing guide up. And we got the tomato growing guide up. And we're working on the potato growing guide. You have garlic? Not garlic, no. not yet. But we have those guys up, and this is going to be a long-term thing that we're going to be working on for a long time, getting different growing guides up. And then we're going to have blogs answering some of those detailed questions that you may have. And then you can, between the blog and the growing guide, you should pretty much be able to answer any question you have on how to grow. And they'll be able to submit pictures, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's good stuff there. Go check it out on our website. We've got the tab up there on the right-hand side called Hulse University. And remember, it's a working process, but we're really proud of the way it's turned out. Mm -hmm. Yep. Stickers. Stickers, yeah. So starting January, so if you've ordered starting January 1, uh, we normally have, we put stickers, we put magnets, and now we're back to stickers. Square stickers. Square stickers. So if you place an order in January, you should get this good chives only sticker february i can't read backwards what's it say i don't know but i didn't know we was rotating them like yes that. we are i love you from head to toes. <laughs> tomatoes okay and then i wet my plants i wet my plants it should be march mm -hmm. and this is the row by row and the row by row show so you get that all three months no this is just random you might oh, get this okay yeah. you get lucky but we're going to try to have a different one every month so you don't have a fridge full of the same stickers. Yep, good deal. Corny joke of the week. Mm, I've always looked forward to corny joke of the week. This comes from Carrie. Yep. Why did the tomato blush 
because he saw the salad dressing. Thanks to Carrie for that one. Yep, that's a good one there. Saw the salad dressing. Yeah. All right, folks, glad you joined us. Hope we had some information there that would help you. You know what? All times of year, there's always something to do gardening. We'll give you some inspiration, I hope, on what you need to get get done now. Because so many times, it's easy to fall behind schedule. So get up on schedule, get everything going, get what needs to be planted, planted. How about that? Thank you for joining us. Now it's time for you to get out there and get dirty. Mm -hmm.